Before you listen to this episode, I must give you a disclaimer. In this episode, you'll hear me praise Livestream for their forward-thinking functionality and certain things I was liking about Livestream.com as a live streaming service. I am very upset with them right now because I discovered that they were pushing sexually driven ads for alcohol to my Rated G channel, which is totally unacceptable. No matter where you stand, sexually driven ads should not for alcohol should not be going on a channel that is supposed to be marked appropriate for children as a rated G channel. So until I get this figured out with Livestream, I will not be recommending Livestream. So when you hear me mention Livestream in this episode, please just keep this in mind that I no longer recommend them until we get this issue solved with Livestream. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 46, how to put a live chat room on your website. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel J. Lewis. This is the podcast where I talk about how to podcast and talk about all sorts of ways of podcasting and tools for podcasting and using our favorite software, at least my favorite software for podcasting, Audacity. This is where I give you the guts, teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization and dialogue. I'm so glad that you could join me for another episode of the Audacity to Podcast, and I hope you've been benefiting from this series that I've been doing on how to live stream while you're recording your podcast, or we could call it live podcasting, but it's not really called that, so we'll not call it that. If you haven't listened to the other episodes, please check them out over at theaudacitytopodcast.com. And just check out all of the most recent episodes, starting with episode 43, and then 44, 45, and now 46. And next week, we'll have even more, and we'll be wrapping up this series very soon. When you go to the website, theaudacity2podcast.com, please make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast so you, you will receive these episodes automatically and won't have to try and schedule your day around listening to the live show, which we do every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time at noodle.mx slash live, but you'll get the episodes automatically delivered in your favorite podcasting receiving software. Now, let's talk about putting a chat room on your website. We've talked about, in last week's episode, we talked about how to put a live video on your website and This week, we'll talk about a live chat room, which also answers the other part of Buddy's question that we didn't answer last week. So here's the rest of Buddy's question, or the full part of it. Hey, Daniel, this is Buddy from AnythingGoesPodcast.com. I'm calling in reference to the Audacity Podcast. I noticed in some of your shows, you refer to people in your chat room making comments and things like that, being really interactive. I am interested in doing that as well, but I don't really know where to start. So even though this isn't really uh, Audacity-based, it is podcast-based, so I'm hoping you could help me out. Two quick questions. The first one is, how do you make your podcast live so people can participate during the recording? 
And two, how do you get a chat room set up? And do you recommend any uh, specific vendors or um, applications to do those things? Thanks for all your help. Love the show. That's it. Thanks. Bye. Thank you again, buddy, for your question. And this time we'll answer the other part of that. Now that we've been talking about how to live stream your podcast recording so that people can come and listen live as you're recording it. Now we'll talk about how you put a chat room so that you can get that interaction with your audience. Because yes, you can use all sorts of technologies to broadcast yourself live, just like on the radio. But on the radio, can you interact with other people who are listening to the same radio show? Only if you're in the same room with them. Other than that, you really can't interact with other people who are enjoying the same content. That's what makes podcasting social media. Even though we may use some of the same methods as the big media like television or, or, or radio out there, we are much more social in podcasting because we can have this direct one-on-one interaction with the listener. It doesn't have to be all just one way where the, the people are giving their content to us and we are merely consuming the content. So we are going to make the show social and a way that we can do that is by adding a chat room to your live page. We'll talk more about what your live page needs to have on it. That will be a separate episode later because there's more than just live video and a chat room for your live page, but that's a separate episode. Putting a chat room on your site is fairly easy. It's very similar to how we talked about putting live streaming video on your site last week where you just go to the website service, you get their embed code, and you stick that somewhere on your live page. Very easy to do. That's the instructions, really. However, the quality of the service and quality of the experience greatly differs between each of the providers that you can get for live streaming, uh, or not live streaming video, but for live chat rooms on your website. So let's go through some of these regular things in a moment of providers that they might suggest you use their chat room, but you don't have to use anybody's chat room for anything. You're not obligated. Some places, I think it was, I said Stickam, or maybe it was a, a tweet chat, or one of the sites that I mentioned recently, Tiny Chat, that was it, has the chat integrated with the video. You Besides those few exceptions like that, you are not forced to use the same chat room as your live streaming video gives you. So if you use Ustream.tv, for example, you are not forced to use the Ustream.tv chat room unless you're telling everyone, go visit my Ustream.tv page. See, that's why you need to tell them to go to your page is so that they get the interaction that you want them to have and you can market it and design it so much better for them and for you. There are a few features or several features that I think a live chat room needs to have and that you should be looking for as you're considering different options. And we'll see how the most popular options line up to these features. The first feature I suggest for your uh, chat room, the software that you're looking at using or the provider you might want to use for your chat room is that it be hosted 
by someone else. The reason I say that is most of you probably have shared hosting on your for your website. So that's where you're paying a provider like Site5 or Bluehost or anybody like that. Those are the two hosts I recommend, by the way. Noodle.mx slash Site5 or Noodle.mx slash Bluehost. But if you're using either of those web hosts, you're most likely on their shared hosting plan where it's under $10 a month and you get certain features and abilities and such. But you are sharing your hosting with hundreds of other websites out there. That right there is something to keep in mind. Do you really, can you depend on that? Uh, But generally, it works great for most people. But most web hosts, when they provide shared web hosting, they have a terms of service that says in their terms of service that you may not host a chat room on your account. This doesn't mean you can't embed someone else's chat room. This means you can't run certain chat rooms like PHP chat or some of these other chat rooms where it is run and powered completely by your website. And they have different reasons for not allowing that. And they are some good reasons, although it might not necessarily apply to you, but they are still valid reasons for their restricting you from doing that. So when you're looking for a chat room service, look at something that is hosted by someone else. So they would give you an embed code or a, a, a linking code, or something that you put on your page that embeds their chat room onto your site. Instead of, if it says anything about download and install, or even if it's just, most likely if it's a downloadable chat room, it runs on your own server. So you have to be aware of that, that you might be violating your web host's terms of service if you choose to do that. So I recommend that you not do that unless you really know what you're doing. Number two is embeddable on a web page. These are kind of related, but not really. The reason is there are many chat services out there. And not all of them can you put on your own web page. I've been spending the last week, especially today, just looking at all of these popular and not so popular chat room services. And many of them, or most of them, do give you the option of embedding the page onto your, or embedding the chat room onto your page. But some of them, you have to go to their site in order to participate in a group chat. You don't want that. Some of them are a little bit deceptive too, and not deceptive. That, that makes it sound like they're intentionally doing something wrong. Some of them have reinterpreted what embed means. Like there is a popular site called Gably at gably.com where what it says is it says it embeds a chat room on your site so your visitors can participate in chat. Well, no, that's not really what it's doing. What it does is when you go to a service like Gably, is that you are using their website to filter your website and add a chat room as like a sidebar or something along the footer of your site. It's not embedded to your page. So if you wanted someone to see that chat room, you'd have to tell them, go to gabbly.com slash noodle.mx. You don't want that. You want them to go in to your live page, not someone else's page. 
So it needs to be code that you embed into your page. That's the number two feature. Number three feature is prefer something without Flash. Most chat rooms out there, just like nearly all live streaming video services, require Adobe Flash Player to be installed on the client's system. And I've talked about this many times before. Why this isn't good is that your iPhone, iOS users, iPad users, BlackBerry users, uh, your iPod Touch users won't be able to benefit from this content because those devices do not support Adobe Flash Player. So if you want to host an event somewhere and tell people, yeah, join the live chat room on your iPad, well, then they visit the iPad and it's all powered by Flash. Yikes, that's a fail because then they can't, they can't interact with the chat room. They can't even see the chat room if they don't have Flash. They won't see the live video or hear the live audio if they're using one of these devices. So it would be best to use something without Flash. Here are a couple other reasons you would want to look at something that does not use Flash. Besides the fact of its compatibility with your listeners, I found a couple things from the the producer, the host side of things that really annoy me about Flash chat rooms. This may or may not apply to you, but here are a couple of the things. One is the performance. When I am, like I am right now, I'm live streaming to two different broadcasting services. I didn't start Mixler today, but I could add Mixler and that would be three live streaming broadcast services and a chat room. Three or four of those are powered by Flash, and I have these other programs running on my computer, stuff starts to slow down. And what I frequently see nowadays when I am participating in my chat room, and this could also be just a problem uh, with the latest version of OS X Lion. I, I can't remember when this problem started, but it could also be when I started using some extra software. But this is potentially a problem for anyone, is that a Flash player-powered chat room takes more processing power from your computer. How this affects you is many times I will be typing a message into the chat room, but letters are dropping or just not appearing. Uh, Spaces aren't appearing. I'll be typing and nothing shows up and then it pops in. And I've seen this part. It's not actually just when I'm broadcasting. I've seen this in participating in other chat rooms that there is this potential ability for the computer to slow down when you're using a live chat room. That can get really frustrating if you're trying to interact with your listeners. Maybe if you have a co-host and while they're talking, you type something out in the chat room and it doesn't work, well, that stinks. Where this can really be embarrassing, majorly embarrassing, is what if you are speaking and while you're talking, you have the ability of typing something else while you're talking. And so you're typing a web address in your chat room. And as you enter that web address, certain letters dropped from the web address because of how your computer is performing with the live chat room. And you press enter and that web address goes out there. Do you know what often happens if it's a popular site? Very frequently, um, very offensive companies will register misspellings of that popular site. 
So you would not want to be hosting a family-friendly podcast, type a web address into the chat room, have lost a couple characters because of a temporary computer slowdown, and discover that you accidentally sent people to a pornography website. That would be bad. (laughs) Very bad. So the performance issue is something to consider with a Flash Player-powered chat room. Additionally, you cannot zoom into a Flash Player-powered chat room. And this bugs me because in my studio here, I have two, or I have one computer that I generally use all the time for my podcasting. It's a MacBook Pro and it sits down here on a desk. So the keyboard is at a good reach for me and the MacBook Pro screen is open and I'm facing it. I currently use the MacBook Pro's um, webcam built into the screen to do my live video streaming. And then above the MacBook Pro, I have a 24-inch Dell monitor that I plug into, and that's where I post things like my show notes and the chat room. But in either case, either one of these can be very difficult for me to read, especially recently. I've got a weird contact lens or something, so it's a bit harder for me to read the smaller text. These chat rooms that are powered by Flash do not allow you to do any kind of zoom in your browser most of the time, depending on, I think maybe Internet Explorer, I've seen it succeed with this in some way. But what will frequently happen is in using Chrome or Firefox, if you choose zoom by pressing control plus or command plus on your keyboard and you're zooming in, the whole website's zooming in, you see the chat room get bigger. But the actual text inside the chat room stays small and it doesn't get bigger at all so you can blow up your web page literally or just zoom into it but you're not zooming into the letters at all now i really liked that os 10 before lion had a feature where i could just zoom the entire screen in but that wasn't always practical to use so if you want to be able to easily read your chat room and zoom in like this which i highly recommend you make it easy for you to read It's not easy if you're using a flash-powered chat room. So that's number three. Number four is anonymous or guest access without an account. It can be extremely frustrating for someone to come to your site to listen to your show. They want to interact with your site, so they type out their little message, and they press enter, and then it says, you must log into." my favorite ever web streaming service in the world.com. And they think, I don't want to create a new account. So what do they do? They don't log in. They don't create an account. They don't chat. And you've ticked off your listeners. That's not a good thing to do. So look for a service that allows either anonymous or guest access without an account. The difference between the anonymous or guest access is I'd say anonymous is where when they join the chat room, it says anonymous or anonymous 005 or something like that instead of assigning or forcing them to log in. Or it gives them the option to set a guest username. So I could go into your chat room and instead of being anonymous 441, I could be Daniel J. Lewis in your chat room, and I wouldn't have to create an account anywhere. So that would be what I call a guest account. 
Number five is do have an account option because many times people will want to be able to log in so that they're not having to be a different anonymous every time or they're not having to change or set their username every time. I frequently get a viewer and listener to the podcast who comes into the chat room and the first time they showed up, they gave themselves the username of first time viewer. Second time they showed up, they gave themselves the nickname of second time viewer, then third time viewer, then fourth time viewer. And I don't know how they're keeping track. Maybe they just remember, but I wonder if we're ever going to get up to like 122nd time viewer, 22nd time viewer or anything like that. But there may be, now that person I'm sure knows that they can create an account they're not stupid. So they know they can create an account, but it always just humors me to see that, that they change it every single time, which I think is funny. But what if someone could be forced into that situation where they have to set their username or their nickname every single stinking time? And that gets annoying. So having an account option gives them the ability to create an account And they can just log into that every time to the chat room through that account. And then they don't have to worry about changing their name every time. Frequently, these services that let you register an account in addition to being just a guest or anonymous, if you register, you can do things like save your preferences, give yourself a picture, which might matter to a lot of people and matter to you because it'll be easier for you to see who's who. So have that account option. Before we go on with the rest of the 10 tips, the first five are number one, hosted by someone else. Number two, embeddable on a web page. Number three, prefer something that doesn't use Adobe Flash Player. Number four, anonymous or guest access without an account. Number five, an account option. Option. Emphasis there on option. Number six, integrate with Facebook and Twitter including logging in with those services. This would be great for those times where someone needs to create an account is, well, again, I I really don't like it where they have to create an account, but a service that gives them the option of creating an account is make it easy for them to create that account so it's more enticing them for, for them to. And an easy way you can do that is have it let them log in or create their account with Facebook and Twitter or or Twitter, not both at the same time, but Facebook or Twitter. That makes it easy for them. It gives them instant identity according to either their Facebook or their Twitter. Now, I think it should be an option for either of these services. I do not like logging in to websites with my Facebook profile because my Facebook profile is private, okay? You whom I have allowed to be friends on my Facebook profile are the blessed ones. I do not, Facebook to me, Facebook is for friends and family, people who I've met face-to-face or have had a actual, an actual friendship with them in some way. That's what Facebook is to me. I know it's different for other people, uh, but I'm just telling you for me. Twitter for me is much more open, much more social. So I don't have a problem following someone on Twitter as long as they're not a spammer. I just filter things out with Twitter lists and such. And I I follow almost 2000 people now, 
But I love that every now and then I can look at the Twitter stream and I see something valuable or useful because I'm following so many people. And uh, I don't follow spammers. There are people who are just bulk following me. That's That's a completely separate topic, though. But giving the option for people to log in with either their Facebook or Twitter is wonderful because it's super easy for them. I would say almost... I'll I'll be so far as to say this, probably 99% of the people who would come watch you record your podcast live have either a Facebook or Twitter, probably, and again, this is just a guess, that probably 60 to 75% of them have both. Giving the option for them to log in with either Facebook or Twitter is great. That way they can just log in based on which one they want to log in with and also giving the ability um, of the chat room to once they log in that they can post their comment or their activity to facebook or twitter but not forcing them to do that Uh, very similar to how discuss or intense debate work in that those are commenting systems on blogs is that you can log in You can either comment anonymously, you can create your own username and web address associated with yourself, or you can log in with Facebook, Twitter, Gmail, OpenID, or a Discuss or Intense Debate account. That is great. Those options there that make it easy for people. So integration with Facebook and Twitter. Number seven, top to bottom flow. You may not think this is an issue, but it is. And in fact, there are many chat rooms that don't do it like this. And I'll talk about that, which ones those are in a moment. But what I mean by top to bottom flow is, uh, well, let's try this. Let's try a little experiment here. I want to see, we'll get a, a little measure here of my audience and see when you read a book, you pick up a book and you open up a page, do you start at the top of the page and go down or do you start at the bottom of the page and go up? I'm going to guess that if you're an average American out there, you probably start at the top and read down. It's logical. That's the way your eye flows. That's the way the words flow. That's the way the chronology of the sentences you're reading flows. So start at the top, go to the bottom. There are logical reasons to flip that. I don't think those reasons fit for a chat room. There are services, that uh, chat room services, that do flip it, where the most recent stuff is on the top and the oldest stuff is on the bottom. How I think this isn't good is that it means the comments can no longer be read in chronological order, or it makes it difficult. You have to go against the grain in order to read the comments in logical order. So you start at the bottom and read up. Now, this... this um, Bottom to top approach where the newest stuff is on the top works great for a live blog so that people don't have to keep scrolling down or that as soon as they visit the page, they see the latest, newest thing right at the very top of the page. That works great. That really does. That's the way it's preferred for a live blog where one person is speaking, maybe. But a live chat, this does not work. It... it, it's so annoying and places have switched to this or only offer this and it's so frustrating. 
So a top to bottom flow for number seven, newest stuff on the bottom. So you read it chronologically. Number eight, basic formatting, like bold italicization, links, and maybe even colors. This helps in the chat room because it means that people can, well, for those people who really want to be proper in their writing, they could italicize book titles and publication titles and such. But this also helps in emphasis so that people don't have to resort to all caps or adding the little underlying character or asterisk characters before and after the word they want to emphasize. But this is a great way that you can emphasize things without having to be obnoxious with it and get some basic formatting. And the links thing is so that if you post a link in the chat room, that link needs to be clickable. So make sure that a chat room you're considering can at least do that. So whatever link you click or post is clickable. Number nine, moderation controls. Being able to block words, like maybe you don't want foul language in your chat room. So you have some word blocking and censorship going on there in order to protect the content of the chat room so it won't get to an offensive level. Well, you need some kind of moderation tool to do that. But what if you get someone in your chat room who is just being a nuisance and foul language or he's just spamming the chat room or all of that? You need the ability to ban him then and not allow him to continue spamming spamming the chat room. So you need some basic moderation controls. And number 10, free or low cost. Those are the ideal chat room features. Let me go through those again. Number one, hosted by someone else. Number two, embeddable on a web page. Number three, prefer it without Adobe Flash Player. Number four, anonymous or guest access without an account. Number five, account option. Number six, integration with Facebook and Twitter. Number seven, top to bottom flow. Number eight, basic formatting. Number nine, moderation controls. And number 10, free or low cost. That's the ideal list of features for chat rooms. Now, how do the most popular providers stack up to these features? And by the way, before I continue on, if you want to comment on these features or you think maybe something isn't so important or isn't so ideal or you think something else is really important to have in a chat room, then please leave a comment in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 46 or you can comment or you can send in your a comment via email, including an audio file, if you'd like, to 859, wait, that's the number, email it to feedback at noodle.mx or call in to 859-353-4332. Now let's look at some of the providers for uh, chat rooms and the most popular ones. Well, first of all, since we know that Ustream.tv is probably the most popular live streaming provider out there. They do offer also offer a chat room option that you can embed with your video if you want to. You're not forced to, but if you want to embed it, you can. Their chat room requires Adobe Flash Player and it requires a Ustream.tv account in order to log in. And it posts from the bottom to the top. 
So all of the new stuff is on the top of the page and it makes it very difficult to read. And really the Ustream.tv chat room mostly stinks. And I will have a link in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 46 so that you can see a whole 10-page list of forum posts of people complaining from April about Ustream's latest chatroom features and how terrible it is. It's, it's pretty bad. And it makes it look like you can log in with Facebook or Twitter, but no, you can't. That's something else. That's what they call the social stream, and it doesn't integrate with the chatroom. It'd be cool if it could, and there are tools out there that do integrate, but they, they weren't good enough to just bother listing in this. So I, I don't recommend Ustream.tv's chatroom. Justin.tv is another very popular live streaming video service. Their video requires Flash Player, but their chat room does not require Flash Player. I'll say that again just in case you didn't hear that right. Justin.tv's chat room does not require Adobe Flash Player, but you know what it does require? Justin.tv account. So you can post a non-Flash Player powered chat room on your page with the Justin.tv account, but it requires your participants to have a Justin.tv account in order to chat. Ugh! I was about ready to embed a Justin.tv chat room on my page and only use them for the chat options until I realized this. They do post from top to bottom, newer stuff on the bottom, so it's very easy to flow with that. Livestream at Livestream.com uses or offers a chat room that you can embed on your page. And their chat room currently requires Flash Player. And the reason I say currently is that they are telling you use this new code, which is an iframe code instead of an object or embed code. They say use this code because they will eventually have a non-flash version soon, or they call it a mobile-friendly version. That sounds very promising. And they're saying the same thing for their video. They'll give you an iframe in order to embed your video saying that they will eventually offer a non-Flash version of live streaming video from live stream. This is great, but I'm slightly skeptical. Skeptical? <laughs> skeptical. I can't say that word right now. I have my doubts about this. Not that they'll be able to pull it off, but that you'll be able to get this feature for free. This could very easily be something that they'll say, if you want to have a mobile-friendly chat room and mobile-friendly live streaming video, then you need to pay for it with our account. And live streaming accounts are expensive. What I do like about their chat room, and at the time that I'm recording this episode, I'm using live stream to both release my video and host the chat room but it's over at noodle.mx slash live. Now, by the time you hear this, if you go to that page, you may discover that I'm using something else. So I've switched back to Chitango, but it's I'm checking it out for now, just trying it out, seeing how it works. What's also good about the live stream 
is live streams chat room that is is they do allow guest accounts or a live stream registered uh, account so you don't have to force your people who want to chat to log in to live stream or create an account on live stream they can just enter their nickname or whatever they want to be displayed as in the chat room and not have to register but there isn't just a straight anonymous option they do have to enter in a a name now someone could just enter anonymous 001 as a name but there isn't just a straight anonymous option in here and live stream posts logically newest stuff on the bottom chatango is what i've been using and may switch back to for the chat room it requires flash player which is unfortunate so i can't zoom in a lot of live podcasters use chatango because it's really easy to get an account you can really customize a lot of stuff about the chat room but it requires flash player and that's a big bummer it allows anonymous guest and registered accounts and it posts from top to bottom. Then there's this other thing that you may have seen, the Facebook live stream. This does not require Flash Player, but being by Facebook, it only allows Facebook users. If someone isn't on Facebook or they're logged out of Facebook, it will make them log in in order to participate in the live chat. They can't participate at all without it, but they can see what's going on in the chat room but they can't participate unless they log in with Facebook. This goes back to that thing of, uh, I don't like it because it requires me to use Facebook and I don't want to log in to other sites with Facebook because Facebook to me is more personal than Twitter or other services are. So I don't like it for that reason, but also they have the newest stuff on the top and the oldest stuff on the bottom, which, again, makes it hard to read as a chat room. But I'll have a link to that in the show notes anyway. There are also a couple other smaller companies or sites that you may or may not have heard of. 99chats is one. It requires Flash Player, but they allow guests and they post top to bottom. User Plane requires Flash Player. They have a free option that is limited to 25 connections. Uh, I didn't get to test that one very much because it makes you create this whole account, go through this whole process, and I couldn't even figure out where I could get my chat room embed code, and I needed to start the show, so I, I just gave up on that one. But it is something you could look at. Chat Roll is a fantastic option that does not require Flash Player. It allows uh, either chatroll.com accounts or log in with Facebook or Twitter. And they have a free option, but the free option is limited to only 10 participants at a time. And then for $9 a month, you can get 50 participants at a time. I really like what Chatroll offers, but it's expensive if you have more than 10 live chatters at a time. And lastly is Cbox which does not require Flash Player, but it's $2 a month for their plan. And they have uh, different login options that make it nice. And you can check that out. I'll have links to all of these in the show notes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com 
slash 46. Now, one other option to add to this. It's not so much a single service, but it's a technology that you can find a whole bunch of places to work with this technology. And you've probably heard with it and may have even participated or seen it in some places. And it's called IRC or Internet Relay Chat. This is a technology that works like an instant messenger. Essentially, it is an instant messenger that goes out to a server, interacts with that server, and allows you to then interact with others or communicate with others through this server. So it's a central technology, and there isn't just one software that works with this kind of technology. There are many different client applications. Like You can embed an IRC chat room onto your website, or you could download a program and use that to interact with the IRC chat room. And a program might have all sorts of features on it that you like as the producer, but do not, please, please do not require your listeners to download a program. There are a whole bunch of places where you can find embeddable IRC chat rooms. And I might go this route too, because there are many services uh, that work with IRC that are flash-powered And there are many services that are not flash-powered. Now, don't start thinking that, oh, if it's not flash-powered, then it must be HTML5. No, you don't have to look for HTML5. But look for something that's not flash-powered. Now, there are a bunch of services. Some of them are paid. Some of them are free. Some will let you have your chat room on their site for free. Like, uh, for example, Mibit. Someone just mentioned this in the chat room, and I was looking at this earlier today. Mibit.com, M-I-B-B-I-T, just like ribbit, but with an M, and they have a frog on the front page to help connect that for you. Mibit has this cool option where you can do all of this on their site, but if you want Mibit on your own site, then you have to pay for their services. There are other things like Wild Rider, uh, which is all spelled, or Wild Ride, which is spelled with Y's instead of I's. Wildride.org presents some great options, uh, a way that you can create a web chat for your site and embed it onto your site. And I might switch to theirs, actually, in the way that it works. There are so many options with IRC and flash options, non-flash options. But what I don't like with IRC is it's not as easy to use, and it's also not as pretty to use either. Usually, IRC does not support certain formatting things, or if it does, you have to use like HTML code in your chat or stuff that's like HTML code, which most of your listeners aren't going to want to bother typing all of that in just for the formatting. And uh, now, that's not all of them. Some of them are. Uh, Most of them are like that. And it's a bit geeky. It can fill up uh, rather quickly with geeky stuff. And there are all of these geeky tools, which is awesome. I am a geek, so I appreciate that about it. But it can be complicated to set it up. 
But do check out a couple of the links that I'll have in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 46, where you can see some of these different services that you can use for free or paid in order to put an IRC chat room on your site. And going forward, this is probably the best way to do it because it's free. It, it, it works very well. It gives you many, many options but it is just a little bit more complicated. Not too much complicated. But uh, check it out. Uh, Some of these sites do make it easy. Others, not so much. So that's a list of some of the services that I thought were worthy of checking it out uh, that you could use as live chat for your website. What are services that you're familiar with or that you've seen people use? I know Leo Laporte uses an IRC powered service, but he hosts it on his own server. He's not using someone else's server. He's using his own. And there, there've been other options in the past and they've died out like Mebo.com used to offer something. It was flash-powered, by the way, but they did offer something. Well, that's shutting down on October 5, I believe. So that's no longer even a legitimate option there. But what are services that you've tried and you've liked, or what are your feedback or experiences with these services that I've mentioned or any other services out there? Please leave a comment in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 46 or send me an email at feedback at noodle.mx or call in to 859-353-4332. And you might see, if you visit the live page, noodle.mx slash live, you might see me switching things around. Like right now I'm experimenting with live stream to see how that works. But you might see something else on the page and... Uh, let me know if you go to that page and you see something interesting, go ahead and post some chats in there. Just play around with it. Try it on your iPhone if you want. And just let me know what you think of whatever's in the chat room at that moment. And again, see, send that feedback to feedback at noodle.mx or call 859-353-4332 or leave a comment in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 46. Now, I'm excited to say that we finally have a definite venue for PodCamp Cincinnati, the social media unconference coming on October 22nd, 2011 in the greater Cincinnati area. I'm not going to say yet where it definitely will be, but watch PodCampCincinnati.com for more details and the announcement on that. I'll be making that announcement later this week. And I would love to have you join us for that social media conference. So check that out at podcampcincinnati.com. And if you have any feedback or if you need cover art for your podcast, then I would love it if you would let me design that for you. Go to podcastcoverart.com. Check out the stuff that I've designed and you can see things that uh, I could design for you and I'll be always updating that portfolio over at podcastcoverart.com. And if you need anything like design for your website or uh, design for your podcast or any kind of design needs or you need help setting up a podcast, then please let me know. But email this address if you want to email me directly, daniel at djosephdesign.com. 
com, and that way it just gets labeled uh, slightly differently to me so that I can see it and uh, it goes to a different part of my inbox so that way it stands out in a certain way. But I would love to hear from you and I would love to design some stuff for you. So what did you think of some of these tools? Again, show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 46 and the links to all of these things that I mentioned will be in there as well. And email feedback at noodle.mx or call 859-353-4332. When you're on the website, theaudacitypodcast.com, please make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast so you will receive these episodes automatically every time one is released. We've got a couple more things coming up, up about live streaming, including tips and what your live page should have. So if you have any tips on live streaming, any kind of tips, technique, tools, anything like that, please send it to me and I'll include those in a future episode. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts on clean comedy, Christian movie reviews with critical thinking, and much more to come. Check it out at noodle.mx. That's noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Check it out at techpodcasts.com.